Welcome back, teachers, to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. My name is Caitlin Mitchell, and I am your host. Now, just in case you've missed the last two episodes on the podcast, I just want to bring you up to speed with what we've been discussing lately. So Jessica and I have recently been working with a group of middle school ELA teachers at a school in the Bay Area, and we've been teaching them all about our writing framework for literary analysis essays, which we call evidence-based writing. We have a whole online PD course about it called Writing Instruction, A Proven Approach. I mean, it is like our bread and butter. And I have to say that it has always been an absolute blast to work with teachers in person. It's just really fun to see their transformations and their takeaways while working together just in person, face to face. So that's really neat. Um, And as we've been working through our in-person PDs with these middle school teachers, we're also bringing a lot of what we're covering with them onto the podcast for you guys. So we're kind of right now with this episode in the midst of what we're calling like a mini PD for literary analysis writing um, on the podcast for you guys. So the past two episodes have been really focused on this, and we have a few more episodes coming up that are focused around literary analysis writing for you guys as well. And so to fill you in on what we've been covering on the podcast specifically, if you go back to episode 33, I talked about a really, really fun, like really fun and engaging whodunit crime activity. And that one's all about hooking your students and getting their buy-in when it comes to finding evidence from the text and justifying their reasoning. So it's a really great way to introduce um, evidence-based writing to your students. And we actually also made that exact whodunit resource available to you that we're using with our teachers in our in-person PD as well. So that's free. Just head back to episode 33, listen to that episode, grab that free download, and then come back here. Did you push pause? Push pause, go listen to it, and then come back. Then in episode 34, the one right after, the one about the whodunit crime activity, I shared one of our favorite strategies for eliminating students' writer's block when writing a literary response essay. So make sure you go back and listen to that one as well because that's a ridiculously easy strategy that students can immediately apply to all future literary analysis responses. And when I say ridiculously easy, I mean there is absolutely no reason (laughs) that you shouldn't be using this with your students tomorrow. It's so incredible to implement and you'll see huge changes in your students' writing right away. So go back, listen to that one as well. So press pause. I'll be waiting for you here in episode 35. Go listen to 33, 34, and then come back and join me here. Now, I also want to tell you guys about a new free mini video training that we put together for you called Juggling the Art of Justification. And we put this training together for you because we actually sent out a recent survey to all of the teachers who are on our email list. And the majority of what we kept reading over and over and over again from your guys' feedback was that you needed help with getting your students to analyze more, to dig deeper, to do more than just summarize the text. So this free mini video training, again, we called it Juggling the Art of Justification, thanks to one of our Instagram followers gave us that idea for that name, and I love it. And this little training is the direct answer to helping you solve that problem. So if you've ever written on a student's paper something like, explain this more or go deeper, what does this mean? How does this answer the prompt? How does this connect to what I'm asking you? you definitely want to hop into this free training 
ASAP because we talk exactly about that. So to register and get this amazing training for free, all you have to do is head to ebacademics.com forward slash juggling justification. So I know that's a lot of J's and, you know, it's hard to pronounce a little bit too much alliteration maybe, Um, but ebacademics.com forward slash juggling justification. And I will also add that into the show notes for you as well. All right. So with all of that being said, let's dive into today's episode, which is focused around the next topic we will be covering with our middle school teachers at their next in-person PD session. Remember, I told you I would be taking you along for the ride. All right. Let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host, from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. Okay, so there is a huge mistake that we see struggling ELA teachers making time and time again that really doesn't set their students up for success and ultimately results in just sloppy and underwhelming writing that we don't want to read as teachers. And this mistake that we see teachers making really couldn't be more backwards. And yet it occurs in countless ELA classrooms across the country. We see it all the time. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, well, what on earth this mistake is? And are you making it yourself? Well, what we see happening time and time again is that teachers are giving their students an essay question after they finish reading a literary piece. Okay, let me repeat that again. One of the biggest mistakes that we see struggling ELA teachers make is giving their students the essay question after they finished reading a literary piece. Now, you might be thinking, what? <laughs> what what are you talking about, Caitlin? Well, hear me out because there's a lot of merit to what I'm about to cover. Let me explain this a little bit more by giving you guys an example. So let's pretend that we've just completed a novel unit, let's say Alan Raskin's The Westing Game, and as a class, we've analyzed the plot and the characters, we've done vocabulary activities, maybe we even had a Socratic seminar or two, and now it's time for our students to write their end of the novel essay, their response. So I assign them, we assign them the essay question, which is, which character experienced the most significant change as a result of playing The Westing Game? Use evidence from the text to support your reasoning. All right, that's our question, but here's where we run into the issue. Now that students have the essay question, they will attempt to begin writing this paper, but it is a daunting task for them. First, they have to pick a character. Then they have to decide how the character has changed. What was the character like before playing the game? What are they like now? Then they have to figure out if that change is really significant. Then they have to go back into their books and look for a quote that shows that the character was like before the game. Then they need to find a new quote showing what the character is like later in the book. And then they need to explain how all these quotes from the novel show that the character experienced a significant change and why that particular character demonstrated the most change. Holy cow. And I know I said that really fast too, for purpose. There was a reason I did that. Because that's a lot to ask our students to produce in an essay in one sitting. And we haven't even addressed how to introduce evidence, right? How to include transitions, how to incorporate strong vocabulary, and tons of other little things that go into writing a quality essay. So when we assign the essay question after students have read the text, what happens? Our students might have 
a general idea of what they want to write about, but they don't remember where in that massive book they could find a good piece of evidence or a quote. Then they spend too much of their class time looking for the quote. They can't find it. Then they call us over to help them search for it. We find it. And then that's not even the quote that's really the best choice for what it is that they're trying to argue. Time is wasted. Students are frustrated. We're overwhelmed with the number of students who need help. We spend more time on this essay than we had planned for on our schedule, right? We keep going and going with this paper. And the essays that are eventually turned in are all over the place. They don't have a ton of focus and they have weak evidence and weak justification. And what do we do as teachers? (sighs) We breathe a sigh of relief that the assignment is over because we're already dreading the next time that our students have to write a literary response. Who, I can't blame you, right? Who could blame you for feeling that way when that is the experience that we are going through? But I want to tell you that it doesn't have to be this way. In fact, I'm going to make the argument that it's completely backwards way of thinking about teaching writing when we do it like this. I want you to think about that. When students do research writing, so let me give you another example. When they do research writing, do you have them choose their topic only after they've read every article and book they can get their hands on? Of course not, right? Students pick or are assigned their topic before they conduct any research. Then their research is focused. Then there's a purpose to their research, right? They are only gathering evidence that fits within the confines of their topic. And I want to argue that the same can be done with literary analysis writing. So I want to give you a new way of thinking about it. And although this seems counterintuitive, I invite you to really challenge any current beliefs you have about essay writing. Where did those beliefs come from? Where do they stem from? What made them begin to be those beliefs that you had in the first place? Is it because it's always been done that way? And I want you to challenge yourself. Be open-minded here as I walk you through this counterintuitive idea. So the next time that you are going to teach a novel or get your students into their literary, their literature circles, assign your students the final essay topic before they begin reading the book. So let me give you an example. On the very first day of our unit for the Westing game, I will pass out the novel and then I will tell my students what the final essay question is. And remember that question from before of which character experiences the most significant change as a result of playing the Westing game. So I give them their book and I give them that question day one. And then the entire time that we are reading and studying this book together, students are keeping track of how the various characters are changing. We fill out an entire evidence tracker with quotes and justification so that by the time students sit down to write that final essay, They have all of their quotes, they have all of their justification in front of them, and they're simply filling in our evidence-based writing framework that we use for all literary analysis responses. This counterintuitive approach completely eliminates the frustration that students feel when they're searching for quotes. It completely eliminates the, I don't know what to write about, that we get from our students. And it completely eliminates the anxiety that students have about the fact that they have to sit down and compose a multi-paragraph response. And this is because of all the information that they already have. It's all completely organized in front of them. They have been discussing this essay topic or this essential question from day one of this novel unit. And students' essays, as a result, end up being more focused 
their quotes from the text accurately. Sorry, I got excited. I couldn't say it properly. Their quotes from the text accurately reflect the essay question that they are answering. And the grading is so much easier for us as teachers since their essays are already organized in a much stronger fashion. And so like I said, although this is is really counterintuitive, it's not something that we would maybe initially think to do, it really is an amazing approach to having your students write literary analysis papers. And one thing that I do want to add here that I understand and that I think is really important is that I know that students do have to be prepared for impromptu writing without preparation for certain standardized tests. 100%, I absolutely get that. And that's not necessarily what I'm arguing for. And so what I have done in the past is I've given my students the essay question at the beginning of the unit for the first few months of school, maybe the first half of school, as we're really learning how to write well, as we're really learning how to find strong evidence, as we're practicing these skills, right? I give them the essay question beforehand because we're still learning, right? We're still practicing. It's not the championship game yet where we should have all of the skills, you know, pretty well mastered. Although, you know, you could argue that Steph Curry still isn't at the top of his game and could always get better. Although I'm really bummed that he did break his hand. Um, But that's another story, neither here nor there. So what I've done in the past, like I said, is I've given my students the essay question maybe for the first couple of months of school. And then as time goes on throughout the year, I do take these training wheels off, especially with my seventh and my eighth graders. And I might give them the essay question maybe halfway through the unit. And then I'll start to give them the essay question the week before the final in-class essay. And then towards the very end of the year, I don't give them the essay question advance in advance at all. I might give it to them the night before they take their or write their in-class essay or when they show up on that final day to do their in-class essay. And because my goal ultimately, right, the reason I do this is that ultimately my goal is to help them develop the skills of a strong writer while giving them the support that they need. And then eventually I'm going to allow them to essentially fly on their own. And it really is a beautiful thing to witness as an English teacher. And so Jessica and I love this approach to teaching writing so much that even inside our online professional development course called Writing Instruction, A Proven Approach, this is what we teach our teachers as well, to give that final essay question before they even start the unit. And this is the same approach that we will be discussing in our in-person PD this week as well. And so we also stress to our teachers in our online PD and in our in-person PDs is that the essay question really needs to be a text-dependent question so that students can confidently search for supporting evidence as they read, right? It's hard if we give them an essay question that doesn't really require them to find evidence from the text. It makes it difficult for them to find that path of writing a literary analysis essay. And so speaking of our online PD course, I want to remind you to go mark your calendars for December 29th, because that is when we will be opening enrollment for our online professional development course called Writing Instruction, A Proven Approach for a new cohort of teachers to join us. So I'm very excited about this. Enrollment is only going to be open for a short period of time. So make sure that you mark your calendars, put a nice like smiley face next to it on December 29th, and you can also get on the wait list right 
right now so that you don't miss out. We'll send you a reminder beforehand um, so that you know exactly when our doors open for enrollment because as soon as they close, we don't accept new members. Um, so to get on the wait list, go to ebacademics.com forward slash writing wait list. Again, that's ebacademics.com forward slash writing wait list to be on the wait list for December 29th. And you'll be the first to know when we open our enrollment again. Okay, so next week on the podcast, we will be continuing this conversation around literary analysis writing with a topic that I think you're going to be very interested in. But you'll have to wait until next Tuesday to see what it is. All right, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Love reading your guys' reviews. And I cannot wait to see you on the podcast next week. Have a wonderful week, you guys.